Yeah, yeah. You know we back for another episode. This is a special episode of the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. I have my son, Jordan Schultz. He's sitting right here because I want to talk to him for a second because, as we know, you know, down here, we live in Atlanta. And kids go back to school down here, I think, the first week in August. That's going to come up soon. Now, my, my son's first year of school, which was kindergarten. Let's clap it up. He graduated kindergarten. We're going to clap it up for Jordan Schultz. He... Jordan, what, what, clap, clap for yourself, Jordan. There we go. How you feel? You feel good? Yeah, I feel good. Okay, stop. No, serious face, no laughing. My son be so hype. Serious face, how do you feel? Good. Okay. Now that we know we got him more serious. But I want to talk for a second about bullying. Because, you know, when you did kindergarten, did you go to school? Or were you doing it online on the computer? Online. Online. Now, like I said, it's going to be a big change. Remember I told you? Yeah. It's going to be a big change. You know, going to school for the first time, actually in person, you know, all the friends that you met online, you're going to see them in person. Yeah. And like I said, bullying is a major, not a major, but bullying can happen in school. You hear me? Yeah. And bullying is where, like, for example, if you're out on the playground, right? And let's say, for example, you're on a sliding board. And there's like a little boy in front of you and he's taking a long time to go down the sliding board. Are you going to push him down the slide and say, hurry up and go? No. Because look, number one, that's mean. And that's a form of bullying. Because you don't know how other kids are going to take the bullying. Because sometimes you may bully somebody, it may make them cry. Now, is that good or bad if you make somebody cry in school? Bad. Why is it bad? Because... You got to be nice to people, not mean. Exactly. Let's go. Let's clap it up. Like I said, look, you got to be nice. You don't got to be mean. Look, daddy, look, I ain't raised you to be mean. Look, your mama, look, she don't raise you to be mean. We raised you to respect everybody, you know, to just understand that everybody's different. And as always, in school, if a child tries to bully you, are you going to keep trying to play with that child? Or are you going to just move on and go make new friends? Move on. Look at me. Like, you don't have to. Look, nobody should have that kind of advantage over you where they bully you and you go out of your way to try to be friends with that person. You hear me? Yeah. Okay. So now I want to play you a quick story. And like, it's tough, but I like I want you to see this and I want you to read. As a matter of fact, let me show you. Like this story right here, I want to show you a bullying clip. Because like I said, when you bully somebody, you don't know how other kids are going to take it. Like some kids, some kids may be getting bullied so much to where, sadly, it makes them want to kill themselves. Now, like I said, I know this conversation is tough, but it's no coming back from that. You hear me? Yeah. That's why I say in school, no bullying. Do you hear me? Yeah. That's why I said I want to have a serious conversation, at least right now to start this podcast, because I feel like it's like as a. As black people, especially black men and black women, we have to have these conversations with our kids because whether we have it or not, when they get to school, these these kind of conversations, these topics are going to be introduced. So, Jordan, I want to show you right now. Look, this right here is the story of an eight year old boy. He was bullied in school. He was pushed. He was hit to the point where he felt like, you know what? I'm tired of going to school. These kids are bullying me. They treat me bad. So I'm going to kill myself so I don't got to go back to school no more. Like, is that bad? Yeah. That's bad because it make look, the fact, that's why I say you always treat people with respect. Because you don't know what somebody else is going through. So this right here, this is from NBC News. This is a story of an eight-year-old boy who committed suicide after being bullied. I want you to see this clip. It's been nearly four months since Cornelia Reynolds discovered the unthinkable, her eight-year-old son dead in his bedroom. Gabriel had hanged himself from his bunk bed. He probably didn't want to say, Ma, um, somebody bullying or picking on me, you know. He just didn't know how to tell me. Reynolds spoke with our Cincinnati... Now, he was getting bullied in school. They was being mean to him. And he came home... And he didn't want to live no more. That's why I said you got to you got to watch how you treat people, because when you be mean to people, it may make them feel a kind of way to where they go home and they just get depressed to where they give up. So if, if you in school, if you at lunchtime and, you know, somebody's being mean, 
there's a, a kid laughing at a kid. Aha, aha. That's why you got to eat lunch by yourself. Ha, 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 ha. Like, go eat with the kid. If you see somebody in school and he's sad, he's by himself and he's eating lunch, go eat with him. Who cares if people laugh at you for eating with this kid? Because you got to treat everybody with respect. Because if you go to school and it's your first day in school, you want kids to be mean to you or you want kids to, to like you? Like me. You you can't help people because it will make them sad. That's what I'm saying. So, you, you matter of fact, hold on. Let's get back into more of the story. WLWT days after Gabriel's death and says she was never told her third grader was being bullied. But tonight, this video has been released showing an alleged Look. assault in a school bathroom where Gabriel is not. Let's pause it. Look, see right there in the video, the boys in the school bathroom. And you got all these other kids, his quote unquote, his friends. They, you, you see it? Look, they punching him in the bathroom. They kicking him. And now you see other kids come along and start kicking him too, just because everybody else is doing it. So they're being followers. Is that something you would do in school? Yeah. So, so if you see your entire class punching a kid, are you going to go punch the kid too because everybody else is doing it? Or are no. you going to be a big boy and not do it? I'm just going to tell them, stop punching people. Exactly. That's what you got to do. Like I said, because bullying is a real... I don't care if you're four to five years old. We have to have these conversations with our kids. But let's get back in. Unconscious two days before he ended his life. The school district never told mom that there was a video. They never told mom that he had been assaulted. Family attorneys were See? given the video after they began asking questions. The school district... Did you saw him? He's on the ground. He's passed out. He can't move. And they're still kicking him. They're still punching him. Like I said, I just wanted to um, start this podcast off talking to you about bullying. Because like I said, you're going to go to school. Like, don't think that because your entire kindergarten was virtual that that's going to be your whole school year. It's not going to be like that. Okay? okay? That's why I said you have to understand and you have to respect people because I would want kids, teachers... And adults to do the same for you. But let's clap it up for my son Jordan Schultz, man. Let thank me get let, let me get a pound. Let me get a pound. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, say peace, I'm out. Peace, I'm out. All right, Jordan. Now look, go over there in the room. Let me finish doing what I'm doing. And I'll get back to you, all right? All right, see you later, guys. All right, man. Let's clap it up. Close your door. When I tell you I record from home, man. Put on some Netflix too, man. Turn your volume up. So he don't got to hear me get into my bag. When I told you, I record from home. Y'all think I'll be joking. I record straight from the crib. <laughs> Audio A1, sound A1, everything. Like I said, those of you guys out there who support the content, everything. IG is Lunchroom Chatter Pod. Cash app is dollar sign NYC Story 718. Like I do everything by myself. Lunchroom Chatter Plus is now on Apple Podcasts. You guys can go to that, subscribe, get those bonus episodes coming. But it's a lot of things. I'm at a, let's, let's hit the theme song. It's that Lunchroom Chatter Podcast, you know? Well, you sit up and think about fucking your girl's best friend, but you can't because your girl's a fighter and she'll fuck you up. This that lunchroom chatter podcast where you lay up and think about being a porn star, but you can't because you come too quick. So you got to eat the pussy for 95 minutes. Mmm, that kind of shit. This that lunchroom chatter podcast where you in bed at night thinking about beating your meat, but you can't because you live with your mama. And she busts in the room and says, bitch, get the fuck up. Mama, why you ain't knock on the door first? This that kind of shit. Where you can be yourself, where you can relax, where you could put yourself into the mind of another nigga. So stay tuned. Let's get this shit popping. Lunchroom Shadow Podcast, baby. Yeah, yeah. Had to get my son out of here early, man, because um, we're going to get into some of the ratchet stuff, man. Now, this week, now, somebody sent me a clip of Anthony Mackie. He was on the Wendy Williams show. Now, I don't know if this was old or recent, but he said something I thought was funny. Now, I want to play you guys what he said, because I think it... <laughs> It, <laughs> I always talk about gender roles and like things that men should do and things that women should do. But I want to play you guys this clip. This is um Anthony Mackie, the actor. He was on the Wendy Williams show. <laughs> and this is what he had to say, man. 
You and I have something in common. You mm. believe, in a lot of cases, that men and women have roles. Oh, yeah. All right, well, you say it, because oh, people get mad when I say it. you better believe it. I'm from this. Uh, yeah, you better believe it. I mean, I, yeah. I, I know you're from New Orleans, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, I'm, no. only, I'm only from Jersey, yeah, but, but I do believe yeah. that if he wants a sandwich... You make daddy a sandwich. <laughs> Most of the time. No, 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 no. Let me ask you this. Well, okay, let me ask you this. If me and you out... And somebody say something slick to you. You punch him in the face. You want me to smack him in his mouth, yep, right? That's right. So if I take you on a date and I say, look, baby, we're going to go Dutch. No. Exactly. If we walking up to the car and I don't open your car door, what do you say? Open the door. You better believe it. Yeah, no, I, I am with you. I think So that- you make daddy a sandwich. Clap it up for my dick. Now, now, I didn't know he was going there. Now, I didn't know he was going there. But that's facts. Like he said, if we out, we outside and somebody say something slick, you want me to defend you, right? You know, if we go on a date, you want me to pay for the food. So if we home and I say, hey, can you make daddy a sandwich? Like, I, to be honest, I feel like loud. I don't want to say that that's a woman's role, but I don't think it's a bad thing. Now, I talk all the time about. How celebrities such as Cardi B, Meg Thee Stallion, people like that, to where they kind of make it seem as if to be a woman, you got to be stern with your man. To be a woman, you got to say no. To be a woman, you got to hold your own. And you do. But there's nothing wrong with being passionate, with being sensitive, with having a loving, caring aura around your man. Like we get to the point now in society to where Oh, now I got to be this tough, bad bitch to let people know that I'm not to be fucked with. I understand that shit for the streets. But when you home with your man, like it's okay to let your man know, baby, I care about you. Baby, I love you. And another thing, this is a key point. It is okay to say thank you. I appreciate that. I want to, I want to say that right there because. It's too many times where we get to a point in society to where we feel as if we should not say thank you. And now I hear women say, thank you. Why am I saying thank you? He's supposed to do that. No, I don't give a fuck if a man is supposed to do it. It is okay to say thank you, man. You paid the bills this month. Thank you. You know, I came, you know, I came home and I was able to. Watch everything I want. Car note paid. Lights paid. You taking a shower. Water ain't free. Thank you, baby. Like, don't just classify it as that's what you're supposed to do. Because he don't have to do that. Every man out here is not going to do that. So when you find a man that do that for you, say thank you. But when you guys break up, don't think that because, oh, we broke up. You still going to keep living the same lifestyle that you were living when you guys were together because I want to play you a clip. Now, you guys may have heard this clip, but there was a clip that came out this past week. And I wish I knew the podcast so I could shout him out, but I don't know the podcast. If I if I find the podcast name, I'll tag it in the episode description. But there was a girl on there. She was I had to- a guy. Oh, here we go. It's called At The Table Podcast. And... There was a woman on there who she broke up with her man, but she wanted to keep living the same lifestyle she was living while in a relationship. And they had a real deep discussion about this topic and this content. And she was just talking some wild shit. But this is what she said. Before and put me in a loft space and, you know, set my whole life up differently than what it was normally. And I feel like if you brought me to like this level and then we didn't work out, but we're still friends. You know, we don't we didn't have beef and no one cheated. It was just didn't work out. Um, But I still I I wasn't going to move from my space because it didn't work out. I wasn't going to give him back my car because I'm not going to downgrade my lifestyle because me and you are no longer together. And I just feel like if you put me in this space and that was under your budget, then what's the difference now? You know what I mean? You were my girlfriend. I was fucking you. Yeah, but I just I was fucking. I you. just feel, yeah, but I personally feel like no, I'm not yeah, moving. But see, <laughs> but see, what he did was this though. He gave you the upgrade, but part of that upgrade is because you're with me. Yeah, you understand. So, so let me just go though. So we didn't work out, me and you dating. You feel me? So I'm supposed to keep paying your loft and keep paying your bins. Now I get it. You're a true boss if you do that, and that's the 
the vibe we're getting, but jazz. No, it's just I'm not moving. And you, you're going to have to deal you with it. Either way, you have to pay with Hold on. Did you guys hear what she said? She said, if you put me at this top tier situation and we break up, I still want to be up there. Because, look, you put me at this situation now, so it's your fault for putting me above where I was before. So I'm not moving out my place. or I'm not moving out the place we shared because we broke up. You got to deal with it. Like, that is what she is saying. <laughs> what the fuck is this bitch talking about? If not, go see what's out there. Oh, so then that. So then if that's the case, so yeah. you want me to stay with you for these items and use you, basically. Not for them. If you want to you... live like this, it comes with being with me. Okay. So, so then so then you would prefer a woman to just stay with you for her items and her lifestyle. If my lifestyle is now contingent, my current new lifestyle that you upgraded me to is now contingent on me being in a relationship with you, and that's the only way I can have it in this moment, then what then stops should, me then you from just get married, staying then, with Jazz, you for that? Then Jazz, you want him to keep your lifestyle up, keep paying your bills, keep you on that same upgraded level. No, you were dating a man that had money, so dating him came with a lifestyle. But if we're not working and our love is dead, I don't owe you to keep paying your, your car note and He's your mortgage. Entitled. I'm not entitled to. Now, if I'm that rich, then okay. But realistically, though. that isn't really my job. You should find you an, a man like me and upgrade to him. And, and mm, This nigga preaching. Now, this guy's name is Guapo. You guys can follow. Let me get his IG name. Make sure I call. His name is Guapo. His IG is at G-W-A-P-O underscore. You know, he preaching. I got to shout him out. Like, I don't steal content. If I know where you, you know, if I know where shit came from, this is called the eight at the table podcast. The number eight at the table. If you can't spell at the table, you need to go back to school, bitch. Paying your your car note and your mortgage, I'm not entitled to. Now, if I'm that rich, Mm. then okay. But realistically, that isn't really my job. You should find you a man like me and upgrade to him and and keep your lifestyle. That takes that takes time. So I just feel like if someone had me on a certain pedestal, you're not. Wait, so that takes time. So until I find a new man that can keep me at this same lifestyle, you got to deal with me because it's going to take me time to find it, bro. Bro, this shit. And some of you guys get mad when I say certain things. Like I said, all I I just be saying facts. Like I don't come online, I don't make nothing up. You guys can follow me on IG at Lunchroom Chat Apart. I don't make nothing up. I don't. Everything I say, like I quote back word for word what another woman has said. Even when I said things in the past about Meg Thee Stallion, and some of you guys jumped down my throat. Uh, why you said that? Meg ain't say that. I post a video in my IG stories of Meg saying exactly what I said. And then y'all know what said at that point Well I don't care if she said it Stay out of women's business But like I say Once you post your business online It is no longer Your personal business It is now the business that you have Shared with the world and when you share business With the world that opens up The avenue for people to have Their opinions their criticism And also The ability to say things that May not be nice but let's finish out a couple more seconds. Because I, we no longer working. You're not just going to rip the pedestal from me. Like, or I'm going to feel a type of way and just as petty and ruin them things. I'm a ruin so, the car. I'm a trash the house. Sponsor I'm a, you. Sponsor. I'm, I'm done, bro. Let's let's boot this bitch ASAP. She said, if we break up, and you know, and you don't you don't feel like paying for me. You don't feel like. Doing things for me I'm a trash the car I'm a trash the house Because I'm not getting my way And we are no longer together And then when I say things You guys I don't want to say you guys But a lot of a lot of people Don't really understand What I be saying Like I said When I say things I say things From a realistic perspective Like I try to look at both sides But sometimes it's hard When you hear comments like this I spoke about this before, even going back about 30 episodes ago. When I say we have to stop doing that. Like it is okay to date somebody, break up and just move the hell on. I don't give a fuck if they upgraded you, you know, and you live in a lifestyle that's better than what you lived before. Yes, that lifestyle is contingent on the relationship still working out. It's no way in hell you're going to be able to date me. We boyfriend, girlfriend, you break up, you know, you live in a certain lifestyle and I'm supposed to break up, move on, get a new girl eventually. 
And I still have you who I have to keep at this same pedestal because you experienced that lifestyle when we were together. Like I said, like, who I wish you guys can understand, man, that I don't make this up. I don't make it up. Now, something else I want to talk about. This happened, I think, in Detroit where, you know, um, <laughs> everything is opening back up. COVID, you know, just we going outside. As they say, we outside now. We outside. But, you know, when you come outside, that's when things get crazy. You know, just a lot of things start happening. You know, motherfuckers start shooting, robberies, the ghetto shit start happening. Now, something ghetto that happened that I want to speak about. Like, I hate when motherfuckers go out to eat and they order shit knowing they can't afford to pay for something. So they walk out on the bill. Now, this happened in Detroit at a black owned restaurant called Sloppy Chops. There was a group of four black people. They went to the restaurant. They ordered up, you know, extravagant steaks and all this, the good shit off the menu. They came up with a $340 bill and they walked out. Now, this is from local news for WDIV Detroit. Many of which have had a battle just to stay in business through the pandemic. And that's why the level of frustration is so high at a Detroit dining spot where the owner says a large group skipped out on a very large bill. Security video shows several people rushing to their cars just after it happened. Larry Spruill has a closer look at what happened at Sloppy Chops. The restaurant says it was a party of four and they were sitting down at a table like this one inside the restaurant enjoying their meal. But when everything was over, they simply got up and walked out the door without paying anything. It's disappointing that we still have people who come out and still do childish things like that. Kelly Brown is describing those childish things as the recent dine and dash at their restaurant Sloppy Chops on West McNichols. Brown says the group of people seen here. I'm going to say it right now, if you dine and dash, you a bum. Because these same people, these the ones that come online and post this extravagant lifestyle. Oh yeah, y'all see my, my expensive Jordans, y'all see my shit. Like these the kind of people that we all know these people. That come online, you you know, you take these fucking fake ass filtered up pictures. Oh, yeah, I'm living my best life knowing damn well you ain't living your best life. And that's what I hate about social media. The pretending, the facade, the fantasy shit. That's what I hate. In this security video came inside for dinner Wednesday night. He says the restaurant was having a perfect start to the dinner service, but things turned left quickly one of the ladies we had seen in here several different times she sits at the bar she sat at several different tables that lobster lamb chops like the whole to the whole to do drinks and everything and when it was time to pay they left in just seconds but take a look at this man with the jersey on you can see the name finkel and number five on the back next thing we know we just see them darting towards the door brown says he was helping another customer at the bar at the time when he heard his employee screaming that was a 340 dollars bill i'm like oh okay good she's like no they ran i'm like no wait that bill was a large chunk of our business for the day which really hurts because of the pandemic it's kind of, it kind of hurts and brown says they are now going over again their safety protocol that's in there right there but like i just said like people black folks we know everything is opening back up the pandemic is you know folks are vaccine folks are out and about you know they happen to be back outside. But if you go outside, make sure you got the funds to actually go outside. Don't just go outside just so you can say I'm outside. But you don't got the money for that. Because I'll be pissed the fuck off. You know, I'm working at a restaurant. You know, I'm serving you. and I'm bringing you all these fucking lamb chops and steak, scallop potatoes, all this fucking bullshit, wine and drinks and henny. And now if the bill come out to 340, I'm expecting a tip. I'm going to say it again. I'm expecting a tip, a tip, 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 a T-I-P. And you're going to walk out on the bill? You a trash. You a bum, motherfucker, man. But speaking of some crazy shit, though. Now, this happened in Texas. A Texas woman says that she found $21,000 in a Subway 
bathroom last week. Now, Subway, not the Subway station, the Subway restaurant. Teresa Acosta was visiting her daughter at work when she found a large sum of money inside the railing near the toilet at an Iowa Park location. After Acosta found the money, she immediately contacted police and managed to return it to the original owner. Now, according to News Channel 6, the man was on his way back to the restaurant to pick up his money, and he go he gave Acosta $500 for her deed. I want to boo real quick. Cause... Like, just saying that myself, like, y'all, like y'all seen, like, the life get sucked out of me. You gave somebody back $21,000, and they give you $500. That's it? Now, she said, I wasn't expecting a reward, but I'm very appreciative. I was raised to be honest and do the right thing, and I think I did the right thing by turning the money in. And I can pay my bills with this extra money that he gave me. Now, I want to clap it up for Teresa, man. Because I know we, we live in an age now where, you know, oh, you know, I, oh, I hit a lick. I, I got a quick come up. Like, that's the mentality a lot of people have to where they kind of clown her or make fun of people for returning that much money now, $21,000. Would that help me tremendously? Would, it, would that help the podcast in ways I could never imagine? Of course. But if I found that kind of money, would I give that money back? I probably would. Now, I know some of you guys are going to say I'm dumb, I'm stupid, but every time, and this is a, this is a fact, every time I have ever found money in my entire life, I've gave it back. I found brand new iPhone 12s, iPhone 11s at work, like brand new, no scratch. I found the owner and I gave it back because the way I was raised, the way my my grandma, my mom raised me, they raised me to just live with integrity. Now, if I don't have it now, it don't mean take it from somebody else. Now, if I find it in like the middle of the park and I don't know whose it is, then you know, it is what it is at that point. But if I could find some way to get in contact and find out whose that is, like I'm going to go outside of myself. I'm going to go above and beyond to make that happen strictly off the fact, you know, I love people and I believe that karma's real. Like a lot of people don't believe in karma, but I do. I believe that sometimes the energy you send out into the world, it can come back up on you. Now, of course, a lot of people don't really <laughs> like to believe it, but things happen, man. <laughs> things happen, but, um, oh, man. Like, when I tell y'all it's some crazy shit in the news this week, now, there was a Catholic student who got suspended after the principal found her OnlyFans. Well, first of all, how the fuck did you find the OnlyFans? Now, I believe, well, I would assume that someone found the OnlyFans and let the principal know, but the girl was 18 years old. Her name is Mila Morrison. She went to St. Luke High School. It was a private Catholic school. Now, he learned that her OnlyFans account had went viral. And now, let me see. It says, being a private institution, it's likely that the school had a contract that, that allowed them to suspend Morrison for personal life reasons which i can understand it's not public school it ain't the ghetto elementary schools that we grew up with so when it's a private school you know when it's tuition involved and motherfuckers can kind of do what they want when it's when it's money involved and that that's the sad thing but like i said like that's where it's kind of tough because you know i'm speaking strictly for her as a student now, if she's coming to school as a student, she's making good grades. You know, she's a great student. She's then um she's respectful. I don't really see the point in suspending someone. Now, I know some of you are gonna say, "Well, you know, her, her classmates could." Yeah, nah, <laughs> we're not gonna ride with that because, like, what someone does at home. Now, I mean, if she come to school and she bragging about, you know, you know I got an OnlyFans page, you know, and, and like she's showing off her content, her pictures, you know, because what I see right here, 
it was some provocative pictures. Now, if she coming to school showing off that, doing some dumb shit, then I can understand. But if she's coming to school being a great student, you know, she's doing all she has to do. Like that's strictly school related. Strictly school related. Then I don't see the issue. I don't. But something I got an issue with now. If y'all seen, um, yo, to be honest, I'm gonna keep it a hundred. Like I had no idea the BET Awards was this past Sunday. I had no idea. Now, I think it's because time changed. Now, you know, back in the day, like we used to watch like real TV. What, what is that? Rules get the shit out of me. Now, you know how back in the day, like we used to watch like real TV, you know, come home from school. Oh, turn the BET. Oh, the BET Awards tonight at eight. And like, oh, that's how we found out back in the day. But now with Netflix, with Hulu, with HBO Max, like motherfuckers ain't watching live TV no more. So I'm like, what? I started seeing clips. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, it's the BET Awards tonight. Now, Lil Kim said that she would battle Nicki Minaj. Now, do I think Nicki Minaj is going to accept that battle? I don't. Because I feel like Nicki Minaj think that she's better than Lil Kim. But that that'd be a, that probably would be the most highest rated versus battle ever. I'm going to say it ever, ever. And I say that because like, that'd be crazy, man. But, um, but a story that went crazy this past week is the story of now. I'm not sure how you say a name. I promise I'm not being funny is, um, Shakari Richardson. I like, I don't know if it's Shakari or Shakari, you know, that's the black, amazing, talented, supremely gifted runner. The one who we all have been keeping our eye on these past couple weeks. Now, last week, you know, she she had her Olympic trials. She dusted everybody. First place, boom, going to the Olympics. Now, this week, story broke that she got suspended for 30 days. She got suspended because she tested positive for marijuana. And I hear a lot of people saying that oh, the Olympics is out to get Shakari. They knew what the fuck she was going to do at the Olympics. No. Now, I know some of you guys are going to kill me for feeling the way I feel. But like I, like I always say, my opinions is shaped based on how I feel. I don't go online. I don't go to the shade room and figure out what is everybody else saying and then form my opinion around that shit. Uh uh-uh. My opinion is my opinion based on how the fuck I feel. Now, I do want to give a hand clap for... Admitting to her wrongdoing, she took accountability. She ain't make up no bullshit excuse like I see people saying online. It's just marijuana. Look, we all look. Some of us have jobs. I have a job where I get drug tested randomly every two weeks. You know, depending on the situation or the occasion. And if I test positive for drugs, I get suspended or I get fired. My mom has a job in New York City where she get randomly drug tested. And you know what happened if she tests positive? She gets suspended or she gets fired. Now, I understand marijuana is legal in some states, but in the places that it's not, or especially with the Olympics, like we know this shit is illegal. Like, I, like I've never jumped a hurdle in my fucking life. And I know that it is illegal to smoke marijuana. I understand the trauma she's been through in regards to losing her mom and using weed, marijuana as a coping mechanism, you know, to better deal with that loss. But the rules are the rules in that situation. And I see people killing Joe Biden today because Joe Biden said, you know, yeah, I love the story of Shakari, but rules are rules and they were saying ah, you know joe before you became president you was all for the black people now you against us how the fuck is that against you like that's the shit i hate when everything is made to be against black folks i'm black but i know like i said i've never jumped a hurdle in my fucking life and i know you cannot smoke marijuana especially before the olympics we got all these these high profile talented supremely gifted black athletes who go to the olympics recently who kill shit Simone Biles. Who else we got? We got Gabby Douglas. Remember years back, Gabby Douglas, she was killing shit. We got all these fucking people that go to the fucking Olympics, NBA athletes. 
you know, LeBron James, you know, who who else we had back in the day? Kobe. We had all these motherfuckers, Tim Duncan. We had all these motherfucking high-profile black athletes who go to the Olympics, they get drug tested, and they come back clean because they know you cannot smoke marijuana. Like, whatever the fuck you do in your spare time is what the fuck you do. Like I said, I understand she lost her biological mom, the trauma, and everything behind that. Do y'all hear Alexa in the back? Anybody said Alexa? Yo, that shit crazy. Yo, I don't know what the fuck I said that sound like Alexa. I said something and my, my, my fucking dot, my echo dot went the fuck off. Where the fuck was I? Oh, let me play out this news story, though, man. I know y'all hear her in the back. Echo dot going crazy. But this is Inside Edition. Broken Shikari Richardson is earning praise today for owning up to a big error in judgment. The fastest woman in America is known for her striking looks, that flaming red hair, sometimes blonde, the long eyelashes, those manicured fingernails. Last month, she was praised for winning the women's 100-meter race in record time at the U.S. Olympic trials. To celebrate, she sprinted up the stands to hug her grandmother. Now the track superstar has been suspended for one month after testing positive for smoking marijuana. She spoke with Savannah Guthrie. This is not easy. This is a hard moment that you're in right now. And I, I thank you for being on. And I know you wanted to tell your story. So tell me, you know, what happened? What led up to this positive test? Um, not making an excuse or looking for any empathy in my case. Shikari says she was in a state of emotional panic when she smoked pot because she had just learned from a reporter that her biological mother had died. While we are heartbroken, a positive test for any banned substance comes with consequences, the U.S. Olympic Committee said in a statement. The suspension takes her out of competing in the 100-meter race in Tokyo, but she still might be able to run in a relay. I'm human. We're human. I want to clap it up again. Because like she said, I'm human. We human. And I know right now some of y'all going to kill me for not being, you know, why are you, why are you not outraged that she can't run? Because she did something she knew the fuck she couldn't do. Like I said, one more time, if I smoke marijuana today and my job drug tests me tomorrow, I'm suspended or I am fired. And I could come online and do all this, all this um, shit. Yo, oh my God, it's fucking outrage. My job is out, you know, to get me. Like, like I said, I can understand had she not known or had the rule just become in place, you know, two weeks ago. You know, as a way to keep her out of the Olympics. But this rule has been in place for decades. It's been in place for decades. That's all the fuck I'm saying. So, Shakari Richardson, I hope that, you know, after your 30-day suspension is up, that you are able to go back. You know, because I, I believe that they said she's missing the 100-meter race. But I think she can still go back and compete, you know, after the fact. And that shit going to be fire, man. It's going to be fire. But somebody who got their ass fired in a polite way was Wendy Williams. Now, Wendy Williams, she went online. Well, not online. She went on her show, the Wendy Williams show, a couple days ago, and she spoke about Tabitha. Let me, let me get her last name. She's an actress. I think I've just seen Tabitha Brown. I've seen her now in The Shy. She's been making it around, you know, because she came out and she said that she retired her husband from the police force. Let's clap it up for Tabitha Brown. That's the real sister. <laughs> she retired her husband from the police force. Now, of course, anytime you have a woman, a black queen, a black sister retiring her man, she going to get the side eye like, bitch, what the fuck you did? So, you know, a lot of women didn't agree. Girl, you a woman. Why the fuck you retiring your man? But. A lot went into that situation She said that Matter of fact I want to play you guys what Wendy Williams Said first but I want to say Some shit real quick Like why is it that I understand Some of you guys are going to say well you know You just want to be the woman in the relationship But why is the whole relationship centered around The woman Like when a woman is out here working hard and a man comes Along and swoops her up and she can retire And just live comfortably It's praised but when a black sister does it for a man 
who she was with, as she said, I was with him from the dirt, from the gutter. Back when I was with him when we had shit. Again, that's what she said, not me. She said she was with him from the beginning when they didn't have shit. And now she said that they had a deal together that, you know what? You take that job as a police officer and I'm going to try and make my dreams come true. That's what she said. But matter of fact, I want to play you guys what Wendy Williams said. This is what Wendy said. And she's saying that she's retiring her husband. He's been a police officer for 15 years and he wants to live out his dreams. Nope. I was married to one of those. You know, I make the money and so on and so forth. Everybody ain't you, bitch. Go live your dreams, buy a business, you know, stay with me, but go, go, go. You see how that turned out. Everybody ain't you, bitch. I predict that this marriage is going to be on real rocky ground in a moment. You're over here making all your... (laughs) Now, again, that's what Wendy Williams said. Now, Tabitha Brown, thank Tabitha Brown, I love you, girl. I love you, Tabitha. She came out and she had a response to Wendy Williams, as we all knew she would. This is what Tabitha Brown said in regards to Wendy Williams making assumptions that, you know, she just saved the nigga from working. This is some of what Tabitha Brown said because she said a lot. But I'm going to play you guys the most important piece. Hello there. Y'all all right? Very good, honey. I was up doing a little work here. That's why I got my pajamas on in my office. And then my phone started going off. Like praising people, it's like, girl, you're Wendy Williams. Um, first of all, Wendy Williams, honey, God bless you. God bless you. Okay. Um, and so people sent me a little clip, and I said, Oh my God, the pain this woman must be in. Wendy, the pain you must be in to feel this way, and I'm so sorry. But listen, let me tell you this. Um, 23 years I've been with my husband. Mm. Yes. Uh, broke mm. for a very long time together. Mm. Struggled. For a very long time together. Mm. Succeeded for the last couple of years together. Mm. Right? Uh, my husband took a job in agreement with me. Mm. He took a job 15 years ago to help support my dream. <sighs> and I know you may not know what that looks like. In a genuine uh, place. Mm. Right? Um, Talk your shit, sister. But this was an agreement. That my husband and I had. And I told him 15 years ago, oh, babe, in five years, I'll be able to take you out of there so then you can pursue one of your dreams that you love. Right now, I was his dog in the fight, okay? Mm. And he believed in me. And we did it together for the last 15 years. I did every year with him at LAPD. And he did every year with me with rejection and no's mm. in this entertainment industry, right? However, Love this shit. God has blessed me. Love this he shit. He has allowed me to manifest. I've been. Pro- I want to stop Tabitha. When I say I got chills down my fucking spine, man. She said we had an agreement. You take that job on the police force. I know it's a job you probably don't want to do right now, but take that job so you can have the money, so we can have the resources to survive. And I'm going to try to pursue my dreams as an actress. As a businesswoman, she said he did that job and he dealt with with me after getting rejection after rejection after rejection. Now, a key part, she said, she said, take that job and within five years, I can retire you. Now, we all know sometimes life don't go as planned. So that five years turned into 10, that 10 turned into 15 years. And we see Tabitha Brown now, you know, she's making an acting role. She's doing shit. To where her career is doing well now. But that man sat with her for 15 years. Working his fucking ass off. Now anybody out there who knows actors or anything. They don't get paid what we think they do. Like everybody ain't getting paid Chris Tucker and Rush Hour money. Every, everybody ain't getting paid Denzel money. Tom Cruise money. Will Smith money. Everybody ain't getting that shit. Like sometimes like. I believe early in, in her career, she probably was getting a couple hundred dollars, you know, for a small scene, especially being a black woman, especially, you know, going back a decade. Back when she didn't even have a fucking name yet. So she's doing little small bit pieces, barely making any fucking money. This motherfucker out here 
risking his life doing shit, providing she's not working. He's doing everything so she can pursue her fucking dreams. And that's the part that always get lost when a lot of women come out and say, oh, you, you were a trifling nigga. They say that shit, but they don't see the 15. Well, as she said, I've been with him over 20 fucking years. That's the shit people don't see when they come online and have fucking opinions on your fucking relationship. People don't see the hard work. It's like when a, like when a, like when a new rapper or like an actor comes out and they say, oh my God, they blew up overnight. Like motherfuckers always want to say that overnight shit, but they don't see the 10 to 15 fucking years you've been working to make that shit happen. Ain't nothing happened overnight. I was working my ass off for 15 fucking years and now shit is finally going right, right now. Right now. I want to clap it up again for Tabitha. That, that's some, that's some, see, that's some real shit right there, man. Like when I tell y'all sisters like that, I fucking respect. Like I said, this man could have left her. Hey, look, girl, you ain't going to make it as an actress. Like, why the fuck are you still trying to do that shit? I'm sure they had their days where they probably butted heads. But the fact that he stayed with her, you know, that's his wife. That's his baby. That's his boo. He was committed. He kept working, risking his life day in and day out while she went out pursuing her dreams. As she said, getting rejection after rejection after rejection. But my husband was working hard, paying everything, providing for us. So I can make my dreams come true. So now that my that my career is flourishing and I am at a place where I feel comfortable, I told my husband he can retire and now he can pursue his dreams because his dreams was not to be a police officer. That was the job he worked, which was supposed to be for five years so she can pursue her dreams, which turned into 15 fucking years. So now she said, you know what? That was loyalty, that was dedication, that was commitment. So now you can retire, and baby, I got you. That's that's some real boss shit right there, man. That's not this fucking Meg the Stallion, Cardi B shit. I'm a boss ass bitch. I got no heart. It's all about me. Buy me this, buy me that, and fuck you. Like that's the new age mentality. So I want to give. We're gonna clap it up again for Tabitha, man. And that's a great way to end the fucking podcast. But again, thank you guys for supporting. Thank you guys for always looking out for a brother, man. Streaming. A lot of y'all come across the podcast on Instagram. Why did be through a friend sharing my my podcast? So it's just something I say in general. So I thank you guys, man. Like the, like the support means a lot. The encouragement means a lot. You guys engaging in these tough but entertaining conversations. It means a lot. And I feel like shit like that is how we keep the world in a better place now I know some of you guys expecting me to come on here and talk about Bill Cosby I don't got shit to say about Bill Cosby man he got out on a technicality the nigga still guilty Felicia Richard came out now you know she said what the fuck she said ah oh, thank god Bill is out and now she got a <laughs> I think she got a you know cause I, I believe that she teaches at um HBCU at Howard University so now Felicia Richard she has to undergo Sensitivity training towards Sexual assault victims Because I mean anybody who has followed The facts of the case and has not Just come online and looked at the Shade room headline or some bullshit Like that The nigga did it The motherfucker admitted to doing it But he had a deal in place with a prosecutor that said You know what because you said these things We can't charge you That's what the fuck he got out on they didn't overturn the case because they found evidence that said he was innocent. They overturned it because he had a previous deal with a prosecutor because of things that he said and things that he admitted that because you said these things, we can't charge you on this. But for some reason, he still ended up being charged and that is how he ended up in prison. But once once people found that shit out, wait, nigga, yo, we said we wasn't going to charge you, but you still got charged. Let that motherfucker out of jail. That's how the fuck he got out. That nigga did that shit. I know some of you guys are going to say I'm anti-black because I want Bill Cosby in jail. But I have a mom, a black mom, since you guys think I hate black. I have a black mom, a black sister who I love very dearly. Again, I'm not biased. I'm not going to ride with somebody just because they're black if I feel my own personal 
you know, standards in regards to ways of living, my own morale is in question. Same thing with um going back to Shakira Richardson. Like I'm fucking mad, man. Like I'm mad because that's what the fuck I look forward to. Like black folks don't watch the the fucking Olympics just to watch the Olympics. Every like every four years, I tune in to the Olympics when it's a black person that's performing. We gonna keep it a hundred. We gonna keep it a hundred. You know, last Olympics, I tuned in for Simone Biles in the basketball team. That's it. No offense to my white listeners, but I am not tuning in to see Rebecca run. I'm not. But you throw Shakira in that motherfucker. Oh, ooh, I'm tuned in a hundred. Yeah, what time Shakira run? Oh, she run at three fifteen. Okay, three fifteen. My TV. And every black person TV in America is on the fucking Olympics. That I'm sorry, that that's just how the fuck shit go. Like I think the Olympics was fucking pissed that she put herself in that situation to have them suspend her. Because now if you don't suspend her, you have these other countries like whoa, 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 whoa. No, she tested positive for marijuana. I want her out. I think the Olympics want her in that shit because that's ratings. Like, if you take her out of the 100-meter race, of course people people still going to watch because it's the Olympics, but come on. Black folks was only tuning into that fucking race to see her to see her win. That's it. The same thing with Simone Biles. Motherfuckers ain't watching Rebecca, Stacy do a backflip on the bars. Nah. But when Simone Biles get up there, black folks are tuned the fuck in. Because... We love our people, man. I love my people. Now, like I said, sometimes when I say things, you guys may take it as I hate black folks. I don't. But one thing I'm always going to do, I'm going to keep it 100. I'm going to keep it real. Because like I say on Instagram, real conversations, real content, real shit. We out this bitch.